Yo, Nick. Yeah, what's up, Sammy? How's it going, man? Is everything okay? Yeah, brother. Everything's good. Okay. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm just hanging in there. Um, just that's about all you can do these days, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. I got a uh, right now. I'm just uh, watching a wasp that uh, is inside my house. Mm-hmm. So if you hear me freaking out, that's what's going on. Okay. I'm tr- I'm tracking a wasp. <laughs> so you have some adventure then, like you're kind of doing the National Geographic special, but like live in your room. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't want to kill him just to keep the entertainment going. You know? Yeah. Will you will you go to bed tonight and it'll still be there? Like, are you gonna like risk it that way? Are you gonna live on the no, edge? No, no, hell no, hell okay. no, hell no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I might not even blink for this entire time. <laughs> okay, so you'll have to let me know. Then we'll come back full circle at the end of this, and we'll, you have to let me know where the wasp is, or maybe he's multiplied <laughs> and he's got friends now. I got went back and got a gang. <laughs> I hope to God not. <laughs> uh, so just to give you some background, this is not a family show, so if you want to drop swears. <laughs> Uh, that's fine. Does your mom cool. or does your mom and dad know what you do? Kind of? Or oh, so? yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they like it, man. They, they're, they're into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find it's getting a little bit, I guess, more socially acceptable for minorities, I guess, for lack of a better term, to become like comics. Like there's a few more now kind of getting out there. You know what I mean? Because a lot of parents sometimes have the like, you got to be like a dentist or a pharmacist or lawyer, the traditional kind of jobs. But now when they see a few more people kind of getting out there, Joe Coy and Russell Peters and other people like that are like, see, these guys can do it. I can do it, too. Oh, yeah. It's definitely uh, it becomes a thing that it's possible. You know what I mean? Like when you see it, mm-hmm. when you see minorities, you're like, oh, that's a that's a thing we can do. Right. We can, <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, my my mom came here when she was uh, came to Canada when she was like 17. Mm hmm. So she was young, so you know what I mean. So she wasn't like an old, old school immigrant. Yeah, the she home was still kind of young and like pumped to be, you know, mm-hmm. North America, and kind of, you know, definitely melted into this culture a lot more than if she if she was came when she was older. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, Canada has a rich comedy tradition, right? So once you eventually, as you kind of go through all the Canadian stuff of like poutine and maple syrup and Terry Fox, you eventually get to comedy. And you see yeah. all the Canadian comics and comedy that we have here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, you eventually get the art and uh, you, you realize it's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Well, speaking of worthwhile, uh, the title of your album is out today. Congratulations. It's I'll Be Fine. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, yes. It's the debut album, right? First one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll start with the obvious question. It's The album's called I'll Be Fine. Is that like... Your promise to the audience, or is that like self-talk and like assurance for yourself? Like, I'll be fine. Like, how are we supposed to read that? Um, I mean, you're you're supposed to read it how however you mm-hmm. you, you you take it, right? That's mm-hmm. how, that's how. But it is, it's I'll be fine myself, and uh, um, like I'm I'm kind of speaking on behalf of everybody. It's it's almost like we'll all be fine. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just through my, you know, my experience. And my, my lens, I'll be fine. Yeah, because your lens, like, right off the bat, it's fire, fire, fire with, like, I look this way. <laughs> it's a lot of, like, self-deprecating jokes about how you look. And right. um, if people don't know you, have never seen you, you're not exactly tall. Um, no. So <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I mean, the second track, too, is called, like, Beige Limbo. Your lens is through, obviously, recognizing uh, those faults, but also kind of, ex- like, exaggerating them through comedy. Absolutely, and just you know, this is 
this is what I've got. <laughs> this is what I was given. So I know what it is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a, it's handsome, but it's not traditionally handsome. You know what I mean? <laughs> that should have been the name of the album. Yeah. <laughs> not traditionally handsome. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was, maybe for the second one then. Uh, <laughs> That's the deluxe. Uh, the one I dropped the deluxe. Yeah, man, the souped up one. Yeah. But this is your debut album, so like you've been doing comedy for a while now. So like, what kind of took so long, or was there hesitation, or like? Uh, just getting stuff right, you mm-hmm. know. Just getting stuff right. That's a big problem for me. Is just like getting things where I want and then let them go to the world. You know, you can you always think you can make jokes better and and tighter and funnier but at some point you just gotta be like okay this is i'm 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 done with this this is get out of my hands now get into the world right mm-hmm. so it was it, it was and, and also i, I didn't want to i didn't want to just rush it it's uh it's, it's important for me it's my first album right so i wanted to like all the jokes that were on it yeah, like, what is your process then in terms of writing then? Like, are you, like, the Seinfeld thing where you kind of sit down with a legal pad and then a cup of coffee and you sit there and you actually work on each word or, like, you no. just go up on stage and just throw stuff out or? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, if something funny happens or you think of a funny idea, you all jot it down. Mm-hmm. But most of it, it's it's uh, thinking of a funny idea and or a story and going on stage and discovering it that way. You like interacting with the crowd, too. I noticed, like, especially there's a lot of things where, like, you, you're yelling at the, I guess, for lack of a better term, you're yelling at the crowd, too, right, on the album, right. and, like, kind of engaging yeah. with them and having fun with them. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's, uh, I want you, when you come to my show, it's kind of like a, it's just a chat among friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, a one-sided chat. <laughs> 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 it's me preaching to my friends. Uh, yeah. But I want it all to be, you know, it's, it's a show, yes, absolutely, but, you know, I kind of like to break you know the the fourth wall and 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 uh just you know mm-hmm. just, i'm just one i'm we're, we're all together in in a basement or where a bar or wherever we are and uh let's chat let's talk i'm gonna tell some jokes and talk to you guys and make sure we're all having a good time yeah comedy is great like that it's an experience right like you all get together like you're a raptors fan right so it's like it's very similar to a basketball game because it's like um, just a lot. Obviously, Raptors game is a lot bigger, but you pack a bunch of people in a room, and then this amazing thing happens. And sometimes too, when the comic is going off and he's got like all kinds of great material, he's engaging with the audience. It's like a really special moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it it, it really is uh, 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 you know, it 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 brings those once in a lifetime moments, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that you can't replicate it, right? Once you record it every, it's a it's a moment. Something weird could happen in, in the crowd, and you address it, and it's a big laugh. Everyone's gonna remember that, right? Mm. That's a that's a beautiful part about comedy. So when you're sitting down to record your debut album, you said you wanted to make sure that everything was tight. You wanted to make sure that the material and stuff was good. Did you put also the same type of care and process into deciding what kicks you're gonna wear for recording this album? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Even though it's an audio, I mean, uh, I do that for every. Uh, every show so what is the kick philosophy how does it work then like so what is it for the debut album what did you end up wearing i wore J- the jordan three true blues Ooh, good choice yeah thank you mm-hmm. thank you brother uh yeah it was my uh, I, uh one of my favorite pairs of jordans for sure 
So what it, what is your kick philosophy then? How does it go? Like if it's like a new, if you're trying out new material, do you do like a, like, a, do you have like some shoes you're not quite sure of or something like Adidas Gazelles or something or like. I, I, so I, have the, I, I do, I, that, that's hilarious. Yes. And the, I, I am a crazy person like this, but I do have, I do have like uh, shitty show shoes. You know? <laughs> yes. Okay. That's why I wasn't sure what to and call them. Have, yeah. yeah. And is I that show the show, show business term? <laughs> no, <laughs> and, and I don't even mean shitty shows. I mean, like, yeah, I do mean shitty shows, but they're necessary <laughs> shitty shows that you yeah. have to do. Right. So what are those shoes? Uh, those are like the, you know, um, the new Puma basketball shoes are like low top. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like Danny Green wore them for uh, uh, last year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Uh, so I have, uh, those are those are the, the shitty shows. It's all, all black with uh, a, a white clear midsole and then purple on the bottom all right and then what are the other categories do you have other categories of shoes then i have shoes that i uh have not done well in and uh i don't i don't really wear them often to do shows anymore they mm-hmm. get they get demoted out of the lineup okay <laughs> so for you it's like i guess it's the opposite of uh the jordan lineup it's got to be the shoes for you it's got to be the jokes but if the jokes are not working you do throw the shoes under the bus uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That seems yeah, reasonable. I, I need to I need to blame it on something other than the jokes. <laughs> uh, the shoes. Yeah. The shoes get thrown under the bus. Does the fact that you wore the Jordan shoes for um for recording your debut album, is that kind of also reference or tie back into Jordan as well? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I was uh, honestly, man, I was more uh, a Kobe guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kobe, it's hard to wear Kobe shoes with uh, jeans sometimes. <laughs> 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 it, look, it looks like you're confused, you know? Yes. <laughs> is this guy going to go in a full-on sprint right now, or is he going <laughs> to tell jokes? I have no idea. All right. So uh, audiences, once they finally do start getting back to the shows, should start looking for your shoes, and then they kind of know then uh, what the type of tone of the, the show is going to be. Is that correct, then? Ab- absolutely. Yeah. yeah, if you see if you see uh, just plain black shoes, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I'm throwing up some shit for sure. Okay, so maybe don't quite take off your jacket. Just kind of give it five minutes or ten minutes, see how it goes. No, no, enjoy the process. Sit down and enjoy. <laughs> One day this will be good. One day I'll make it to the good shoes. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, you've also been traveling quite a bit. Like, you were in Alaska, right? Like, your comedy is now taking you... Like, because you've been doing this long enough now that you're starting to get the gigs where, like, you're going out. Like, you're leaving the hometown now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the yeah. shoes are clearly working. They're 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 working. Oh yeah, they're working. <laughs> they're working. Yeah, it took me to to Alaska. Yeah, man, it, it's a it's been great. Um, slowly but surely, uh, you know, I got my my uh, work visa for the states, so I'm able to mm-hmm. when the world does open back up, I'm I'm able to go down and uh, and work. So I'm very very uh, excited about that. I don't know what the word is like. Uh, frustrated or disappointed like because you had a lot of momentum in the last little while especially this year and then the album came out and then everything got kind of put on hold and the momentum stopped and i know the virus wasn't your control or anything like that but still like uh, for somebody who's building for something especially for quite a number of years are you frustrated or disappointed or how would you describe it um uh yeah i mean i'm i wouldn't say i'm disappointed i i mean yes i am disappointed it does suck i did have Nice momentum, um, um, you know, and I, I, I had a bunch of great shows booked uh, to do. And a nice little tour of Texas that I was going to do. Um, 
but it's like it's way more terrifying dude like i'm I'm cool with it like yeah it does i'm disappointed it does suck but i'm like yeah, people are dying it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's it'll be you know it'll i'll be able to do these things yeah. when we all get back to normal so it's like I'm i'm fine to just chill be safe make sure everyone's all right yeah and then and then you're gonna need a laugh when we're all when it's all said and done right so and texas is not going anywhere ah, yeah texas is probably open as hell right now man <laughs> <laughs> i could probably go if they would let, if would let me yeah <laughs> are you excited when you go to these new territories like going to texas or going to alaska and you're doing like Scarborough jokes and things like that. Like, do you, I guess you're tailoring the sets then for them, or you? Just, oh yeah, for sure. I, or I'm do you not, just want I'm to introduce them? No, I mean, I, 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 depends on what the show is. If it's a, it's a bigger show, you don't, you can't really get intimate enough. You're like, hey, this is my hometown in, in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, it's a borough in Toronto. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like yeah. in Canada, they don't know. You can't get into that, but in a big crowd so no i wouldn't i wouldn't do you know local references i, I don't even reference canada very often um mm-hmm. other than the raptors uh, you know what i mean like yeah. I, I don't make <laughs> canadian jokes by by any means right so but yeah you do you you obviously you tailor your set everywhere i mean uh you know it, it, it's never that set that that's on that album it would it's never that every single time yeah it's funny because on your album you you go you have a bit on raccoons and then you go into the Scarborough Club scene and it's like raccoons and Scarborough are always kind of synonymous. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's funny how you kind of put them together like as they kind of flow on the album and I'm like, well, there's our <laughs> reputation right there. That's the other reputation of Scarborough. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you noticed that. That <laughs> that, that was the idea. Keep it all keep it all flowing so it kind of makes sense throughout mm-hmm. it all. So for somebody who's never been, can you explain Scarborough to them? Because I think people have a general reference of Brooklyn, for example, right? Even if they've never been to Brooklyn, they've seen enough right. movies and uh, rappers, Jay-Z, all kinds of different people. So they have a general sense of Brooklyn. What is, like, how would you explain Scarborough <laughs> to somebody who's never been? Um, I mean, it's, it, there's, it's, a, it's big. It, it is a big stretching place, and it is different end-to-end and in the middle. It's, there, there's different patches of scarrows beautiful parks mm-hmm. there's also some some rough ass apartment <laughs> buildings as well right yeah there's there's uh food from every single different culture the best i would say the best choice in food is in scarborough mm-hmm. you know and the best cheapest uh most delicious food is always in scarborough but there's also like you know like a shady massage parlor right next to the <laughs> yes. You know, people have different next, needs. Next to the yeah, next to the jerk chicken spot, and mm-hmm. and, and that's Scarborough, man. It's 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 beautiful and it's chaos at the same time. I miss it, man. I I, I do want to. That's that's what I'm gonna do. And when I get big, it's gonna buy a nice big house in Scarborough. Oh yeah, and then obviously a shoe closet, right? Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, walk well, walk-in shoe closet. Mm-hmm. Considering now that we're all under house arrest, would you want to be like uh, under house arrest in Scarborough, like in the boroughs? Yes, I would way prefer to be, uh, especially in a pandemic. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I live in an apartment building, right? It's, yeah. It's uh, there's people everywhere on top of me, beside me. The elevators, you know, mm-hmm. El- everywhere. The stairs, uh, you know, hundreds of people touching the same door I'm touching. So you're in Scarborough. Mm-hmm. You got a driveway, man. I could put a basketball net up there. <laughs> yes. 
I don't, I don't need to. I don't need to do anything. Yeah. I don't need to touch anybody. Yeah, go out to the hydro field, kind of wander around. Yeah, man, I could put a pool in my backyard if I had a yard. <laughs> and of course, I don't even have a balcony, so. Yeah. But of course, part of being living in Toronto and, and Scarborough is that you eventually have to deal with winters, and you have a great bit on the album about long johns. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, that's not a joke either. That, that, no, I know I that. Have, I have lots of long johns. So I wanted to ask about that because we talked already. We touched upon your shoe philosophy. Do you have a long john philosophy? Like, do you wait for the weatherman to say that it's going to be cold this day and then you wear them, or do you wear them for like all of January or December or something? Like, no, man, it's it's like a it's instinctual now at this point in my life. It's uh, I'm like an animal. I can feel it in my bones. I know winter's coming, so I put them on. You know, <laughs> and then... one day late September, I wake up. I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. Yeah, it's Long John's time. <laughs> right? I do the same thing too. I usually go to about the end of April. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Sometimes into early May. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a couple of deceptive days where, because it does the calendar just because the calendar switches doesn't mean like nature's like, oh yeah, it's May first. Here's some sunshine, yeah, yeah. right? Like absolutely, absolutely. Calendar that calendar's man-made, man. Nature doesn't. <laughs> Doesn't follow that. I know. And we do all this like daylight saving time and stuff. Nature's like, all right, whatever. Here, yeah, here's a thunderstorm. Yeah, yeah. Here's coronavirus, you idiots. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Oh man. We mentioned that you you've tra- you traveled to Alaska, and you were in. Uh, were you in Alaska when the Raptors won the championship? No, I was there. Um, uh, I think we were playing the Bucks when I was there. Okay. So I, I definitely got. I, I watched the game. I watched us win there, mm-hmm. which was great. The night, uh, the night of my show, they they actually let me go into the army bar. Oh. And uh, they played it on a giant projector, so I got to look just eat my dinner and watch the Raptors win, and then do a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Alaska, it was amazing. Were, <laughs> were people even in Alaska like aware, or like are they a big uh, NBA? F- town at all or they don't care um so it was for like it was for the army Mm -hmm. so no one no one there's really from alaska do you know what i mean they're all kind of from all over the u.s so yeah a lot of guys a lot of a lot of a lot of the the guys there were basketball fans for sure were you expecting the championship that year uh yes and no i mean i i expected (laughs) i'm a raptors fan sammy you know this brother i know that yeah but it was a bit uh, of a surprise too though like the team was good, uh, but then like you look at some of the Bucks and the other teams and stuff, you're like, I don't know, man. Like, dude, once once the once the the Philly shot Kawhi the Kawhi shot yeah. in the Philly series, once that went in, man, I was like, oh, there is magic on our side, mm-hmm. F- for real. Like I was like, we're gonna win the goddamn <laughs> championship, man. Yeah. Because I remember sitting there watching that shot go up, and I'm like, oh, here we go. We're going to fucking lose in overtime now, mm-hmm. right? It goes in. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. This never happened to the Raptors. Something's different, man. It's crazy, too. That shot, too, like, it was the first ever Game 7 buzzer beater, too, for the NBA playoffs, which is right. also just weird, too. Like, And the way that it bounced around and stuff like that, like, it's this really iconic, like, NBA moment. And, oh, what? yeah. And just that collective breath. Because as you're everyone watching it bounce and Kawhi is in the corner all crouched and stuff, it's a really special moment. Oh yeah, one of the greatest shots in NBA history. Man. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. But so so happy to be a Raptors fan. 
So then are you disappointed then they don't get to defend or you, I guess because of the virus, obviously this is not in your control, but are, would you want them to, to like defend the title or like you hoping that NBA oh, yeah. will come uh, back? Or? Uh, uh, I, I mean, they are talking about it, the season coming back. Um, like, you know, the East, will, it, it'll be in the hubs kind of deal. So like mm-hmm. the East will, will be in the, Orlando, I think. They're, I think they're talking about like the, the Disney. Yeah, yeah. There's the ESPN then, Center, yeah. Right, and then Las, uh, Las Vegas would be for the West. And mm-hmm. I think they would play maybe like five games and then go right into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, 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 I'm very pumped, man. I would love to see what we're going to do. I mean, a lot of momentum has been lost, obviously, but yeah, we're playing some good ball, dude. I think, too, now... Some players that were like injured, like Ben Simmons, for example, I think he's starting to be cleared to play because of the delay. Right. So I think that will affect like how Philly. I mean, but Philly was in the sixth seed, but um, they could be a little bit more dangerous now if he comes back. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a weird like. Um, some people will be rusty, some people will be back that weren't there and stuff. So it's gonna be a weird. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, and they're gonna have to take their time. I mean, the last thing you want to do is rush all these guys back into playoff basketball, and someone gets hurt, right? Like, yeah, you got you got to take your time, get back into playing shape a little bit. It's been a weird season too. I know this is a tangent. We'll get back to the comedy album. In a second, no, but, no worries, brother. This um, is my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> but it's been a weird season. Like uh, David Stern died, Kobe died, then the interruption with this coronavirus. Like we've never had. Basketball is usually not this dark. You know what I mean? Like No, I know. It's like, you know, maybe a team you like uh, loses in the playoffs or a player that you like gets injured or whatever. Those are the normal kind of, like, darkness that you deal with as an NBA fan. But when w- this year has just been incredibly <laughs> dark or something for some reason, it's been yeah, really hard. We won the championship and uh, we broke the world, man. That's what happened. There you go. <laughs> as a Kobe fan then, like, how did you feel? Or are you still grappling with his passing? Because that was also quite shocking, too. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, it's awful, man. It, that, that, it didn't feel real. Mm-hmm. Like I expected to see a report saying, you know, he got out the helicopter, he dove out or some shit. You <laughs> yes. know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So it, it was, it's weird, man. It's still, it's still a weird thing where you like, you, you know, some of the comics, uh, we have a, a 2k league happening right now mm-hmm. and we did a, you know, we did an all time draft. So I, I, I got the chance and I drafted Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. So I have him, like he's on my team, and it's weird. So I'm like, I'm playing with this guy, you know. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my, he's like dead. It's just so weird. Yeah, and it's frustrating too because it felt like he was finally like he he had figured out what he's kind of doing with in his retirement, and he was kind of getting on track with all the movies and all that kind of stuff, uh, doing the girls' coaching and things like that. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah, players take a little while to figure out what they're doing, um, because all of a sudden this thing just stops that they've been doing. <laughs> for like 35 years and they're like yeah their entire lives yeah Yeah. so it's like now what do i do right but he had kind of figured things out and it was just he was also kind of his momentum also got interrupted because he was finally yeah yeah. he seemed very happy Mm -hmm. right like after after basketball like i don't think jordan is was as happy as i mean jordan even said that at at the at the memorial right Mm -hmm. i want to be more like how you know kobe was yeah so it's uh it's crazy, man. It it really is. It's it's sad. It sucks. Yeah. And you know, seeing how uh, the mo- I think one of the most incredible things about the Last Dance documentary was Kobe's Kobe's words when he said, "I don't win five championships without Michael Jordan." And I'm like, that you you never heard Kobe Bryant talk like that ever. Mm-hmm. He never gave anyone 
he would never give anyone credit. So to see that, I was like, oh, that's amazing, man. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm sure they had him for a little longer, but it's, it's surprising how short he is in that for 10 parts. You know what I mean? You kind of wish he was, he popped in a couple of more times. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I wonder what the reason is. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe that footage goes to a Kobe doc. <laughs> yes. Right. You've been doing what? The last dance. Did you finish the last dance? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely, man. I, I love it. It was amazing. I, mm-hmm. I wish it, we had 10 more episodes of it. Yeah, I felt there was parts of it that got compressed where, like, he could have, like, like, for example, that whole season where the Space Jam summer where Jordan's, like, working out behind the the lot in Warner Brothers and he's playing with all the NBA players. He's basically yeah. like, he's like a ninja, just, like, sharpening the knife. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm coming for all of you. <laughs> and, like, oh, yeah, man. That season, like, that summer needs, like, a mini doc or, a, like, an actual doc. You know what I mean? Just because, like, Nobody does that. We're like, I'm coming for all of you and just sharpening the weapons, getting the duffel bag of guns, and he's like, I'm prepared for all of you. Yeah, he's a crazy man. He's like, yeah, come all, come, let's all play. Like, it's all fun and games, and he's just studying and learning your weaknesses and your strengths. He's a lunatic. It's the best. Mm-hmm. You are you still recording with uh, Barry talking Raptors? No, we we we're, we're we're like we go as the Raptors go when they start playing. We'll we'll record. But as of now, we're like we we don't. Just also like it's not in the mood to record a podcast, man. The world's too weird. Yeah, thank you for being on mine. I appreciate it, though. Oh no problem. Do you have a favorite classic Raptors player? Because when you look at their history too, they've had so many different weird players: Oliver Miller, Master P. Do you have a favorite classic Raptor player? Uh, I love Master P, man. I was at <laughs> like one of those exhibition games that he played in. Yeah. When I was a kid, it was great. Um. Ah. Uh, Man, like a weird one. You want a weird one? Like I remember or... growing up, Pop. You remember Pop's Mensa Bonsu? No, who's that one? He's just a big, <laughs> tall dude, man. Like <laughs> with a great name. I used to love that guy, Jamario Moon. I oh yeah, Jamario Moon. Moon yeah, bro. he had the ups too. He had great dunks. Yeah, and stuff. dude. He was he was a, a Harlem Globetrotter at one point. In his That's life, right. I yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I think my all-time favorite rapper is uh, is uh, Kyle Lowry, man. What makes him your favorite? Uh, I mean, I'm a, like a little dude, right? So I'm like, I, I, I love point guards. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, that's my position, <laughs> you know. <laughs> For the comedy um, records team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What are the prospects for the comedy records team this year? Oh, we're terrible. We're, we're terrible. We haven't won a game in like two, two years, three years, almost. <laughs> yeah, we're terrible. <laughs> we just go and try not to get hurt, man. That's <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Not try not to pull anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or get hit in the face. Just don't mm-hmm. knock any teeth out. Mm-hmm. Don't roll an ankle, and that's it. Do you find that comedy is a lot like uh, being a Raptor fan? Because it's like it takes a while for you to get that level of respect. Like you got to keep hustling, keep working, until <laughs> pe- people kind <laughs> that's of like <laughs> hilarious, dude. Is it? I never even... Yeah, it, it it is, man. I never even looked at it like that. <laughs> Holy shit! My whole life is just garbage. <laughs> 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 just fighting to, to be accepted right and it's like yeah you're always coming up short like you know so i guess there are similarities we we did it man we got the championship <laughs> i put out my album okay <laughs> that's about the same right <laughs> we're turning the attitude around <laughs> <laughs> well, that works then so yeah the <laughs> album is i'll be fine and it's out now and it's on the usual spots uh itunes spotify 
And um, where can people find you online then to like talk about Raptors or jokes or anything else? Uh, I'm just at Nick Reynoldson and everything, man. Instagram and uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really do anything on Facebook, but I'm on there too. Do you like using those social media stuff like for jokes and stuff? Nah, or? Not, not really, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I do like talking shit once in a while on it. Yeah. Um, especially on the Talking Raptors. Twitter, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know, because uh, me and Barry share that, mm-hmm. and we never, we don't clarify who tweets what. Yeah, yeah. So it's like up to up to listeners to guess, and it's great. So mm-hmm. you can you can kind of hide, <laughs> you can hide your shit in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. You can say some flagrant stuff, and you're not gonna. No one's gonna really know who said it. We mentioned the Comedy Records basketball team. Just for, again, like the same thing with Scarborough, like for people that don't know, can you explain what Comedy Records is and who Barry is? Because it's pretty cool what you guys are doing. Yeah, man. Um, so Barry Taylor is the CEO. It's his company. He founded it. It's uh, it's going on 10 years now. That's crazy, it isn't a, it? Yeah, dude. It is insane. It is, it's unbelievable to look back and think that was 10 years ago okay. when this started. Yeah, um, yeah and he just started the first a record label in Canada, man, and it's uh, it's evolved into a management company now. It's a record label and management company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a full service entertainment company now. So it's uh, it's amazing to be part of and amazing to watch it grow and to keep growing, man. As somebody who, like who's from Scarborough, does it make you feel like you have a gang now? Uh, you know what's crazy is there's a bunch of Scarborough guys on the roster on the label. Who's Mark DeBonis is from Scarborough. Right, yeah. Monty Scott is from Scarborough. Um, who else is from Scarborough? I think uh, Estimios Naziopoulos, he lived in Scarborough. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Dina Jackson is from Scarborough. It's crazy, man. There's a bunch of Scarborough. That's the thing. Scarborough is really good at creating these kind of like artistic uh, people, like whether it's comedy or music or whatever it is. Like there's something in the in this hood. Like North York never really chips in much. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just I don't know, man. It's just the the diverse backgrounds of people. You grow up in uh, uh, surrounded by uh, other people. Multi multicultural. Uh, it's a multicultural place, right? Mm-hmm. So you get influenced by a whole shit ton of things that you know. If you live in an area with all white people, let's say you don't you don't get the same. You don't get the same uh, upgrade. You don't get to see or hear or taste these things that you get to in Scarborough mm-hmm. and they're just normal, right? You under, you grow up understanding it. You don't have to be an adult and then try to understand it. It's you, part of you already. Yeah. And it, I hear it too, the way you do your stand up. it's kind of like there's, it's confrontational and it's angry, but you're not angry at the person. If that makes sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, it's in your face. I don't know what other term to use. I don't know if you have a different term, but it's in your face. Like, I, that's great, man. I I know exactly what you're talking about. But it's a very hard thing to uh, to quantify what that is, but I know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. There, there, it, it, it is a it's like a a frustration, right? Like yeah. get this shit out of my out of my head and off my chest. But mm-hmm. I'm not. It's not directed towards anybody. No, no, no. And that's the. But there's also like it's a it's an it's an appreciation through sarcasm. I guess that's the best way to put it. Right. You know what I mean? Like there is some gratitude, obviously. Like even when you're talking about like the jokes and stuff, you're talking about like being a mixed child, like because your dad was British and your mom's Guyanese. 
uh, right. to open the album. There's like a there's you could still hear like a little bit of gratitude for the family that you have. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Oh yeah, man. It's I'm not I'm not shitting on anything. I'm, right. I'm, I'm very proud of uh, where I came from. I do think it is hilarious, right? And 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 that's that's what the jokes are for. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is this is my story. There's a lots of uh, mixed race kids that felt. You know, they feel the same way, and I'm like, yeah, I'm here too, man. I get it. Uh, <laughs> yes. you know, no one told me this was how it was, so, like, you know, yeah. this is what I think of it. Well, we're all here. So, yeah, so are you hoping then uh, once this is over to, like you said, get back out into town and do more dates and go back to Texas and things like that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm, I'm pumped to get back out of there. I'm terrified for sure. Like, I don't think I would go to Texas right away. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think I would get on, I, I would fly right away, but I definitely would go do shows. Absolutely. Do you miss it? Is this been the longest yeah. you've been without, like, I guess you're like an NBA player, right? Like, you're this is the longest you've been without a mic or a ball? Yeah, absolutely, man. It sucks. I miss it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I miss it a lot. Um, uh, at first, it was nice. I mean, like, you know, a week, two-week break was, I'm like, that's great. Clear your mind, mm -hmm. you know. But, I mean, you don't clear your mind because we were in a goddamn pandemic, so you're having panic attacks every time you <laughs> open Twitter and shit. But, you know, you understand yeah. what I'm saying, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, detox, right, from yeah. doing comedy every night. Uh, but, yeah, um, I, I uh, it's shocking how much I miss it, man. Mm -hmm. it sucks. It's, it's, uh, it became, it's, it's like part of me now, right? So, not getting to do it sucks. But. Yeah, I think people who d don't fully realize too, like when you're a comic, it's like you operate in a different clock because you're you're in the clubs late at night, you're hanging out with people, you're eating late. Like there's a whole cycle of like things that kind of happen that general people don't really fully realize. Oh yeah, no, for sure, absolutely. No, most people that you know don't really know what goes into comedy have no idea mm -hmm. <laughs> what the lifestyle is. And uh how we're doing this before we go where's the wasp at now is it still around or is it it's still under the shade but i i, I like i hit it with i hit the shade with the toilet paper roll okay and uh that's a gentle it's death just yeah just it just stopped moving though it's still there but it, it's not moving but okay. um i'm not at the i haven't worked up enough courage to lift the blind yet so okay yeah that's the horror movie move yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's something like I, I don't need to check it out, man. Because <laughs> that hand could come out of the grave, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. Exactly. <laughs> something could grab me from under the bed. I'm not. I don't need to check. It's good. Yeah. I'll stay up here. <laughs> so we've covered. Uh, you're from Scarborough. We covered. You have uh, different shoes for different shows. <laughs> um, that was an important part, wasn't it? That was a good That's, like. I, I, Absolutely, man. It's that's a good insight into how much of a weirdo I am, for sure. Yeah, I think that'll be good. I think somebody once this interview goes live, people have to update your uh, Wikipedia page with that information. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we covered Texas and Alaska as well. We got the we did Scarborough, Alaska, and Texas. I think we covered quite a bit. But man, we're going around the world here. That's great. That's it. So yeah, the the album, like I said, is I'll be fine. And uh, it's out now. Thank you so much, Nick, for, like, hanging out, uh, even though you're under pressure with the Wasp. <laughs> My pleasure, man. Thanks mm -hmm. for having me. Sammy, I appreciate it, dude. Yeah. And hang in there. I know it is uh, tough. Um, like, yeah, because, I mean, it's a weird, it's it's a weird, like, um, the pandemic in a weird way is like a summer break with no end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're used to all these kind of seasons of stuff, like we were talking about with Mother Nature and stuff. 
and like you know like when august comes around then september is going to come and school starts and stuff like that but this is just like all right we're going to shut things down and like all right for how long like well we don't know like, what oh is... yeah no, t- time doesn't exist anymore there's no days there's no time mm-hmm. we're just here now we're just we're just here man that's all we can do <laughs> be here stay alive <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's a good motto The album is great, by the way, man. It's fire, Thank fire, you, fire. Like it's like I've seen a number of your shows off and on over the years, and it's like this is classic you. Like if anybody needs an introduction to who you are and what you do, this is perfect for them. Thank you, man. That's the, that was the, exactly the idea, man. Give them, give them me. Yeah. Introduce people to me. Yeah, it's like you skip the trailer, right? Like sometimes you go see a movie and you haven't seen the trailer. Like I don't know what this would be movie like, and then you end up like this movie was fantastic. I'm like, oh, yeah. was, you know what I mean? And it's the same thing. Like, if people don't know who you are, this is great. They can skip the trailer and just, like, go right into this. And they're like, okay, now I know who this dude is. Absolutely. Yeah, brother. That's it. So thanks, Nick, for everything. And uh, I'll drop you a line uh, when it's up. Uh, I can email you and Barry when it's up. And then yeah, you, uh, good, you get rich and famous. So <laughs> Fingers crossed, brother. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Man. Keep up the good work, though, man. Keep putting up more albums, please, and thank you. I definitely will, man. Thank mm-hmm. you. I appreciate that, dude. Be safe, brother. You too. Later, man. Uh, yo, my name is Sammy Nin, and this is my summer lair. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter, the Facebook, and IG. All three are my pal Sammy. Thank you for listening to me in the Netflix world. Stand-up comedy, oh.